Place ears next to speaker and turn it way up for a cheap hearing test. Welcome to Futuramapedia. This is episode 11. I'm Mike Mercero. I'm Steve Gower. So today our theme is Zap Brannigan. Yeah, we said we would watch a Zap Brannigan episode this week, so we did. It's about time. Yeah. And uh, happy Halloween, by the way. Yeah. How uh, was your Halloween? Uh, well, my Halloween was pretty uneventful. We we don't uh, We don't let kids ring our doorbell because my dog hank goes crazy he eats children yeah, if he gets riled up enough also on the show today we're gonna go over some futurama news as always yep and uh we've got a focus episode today and that one is war is the h word yep and that's season two episode 17, 17. lucky number 17 uh so we're also going to be talking in general about zap brannigan and we have a few uh, things to discuss from that character. Actually, he brings up a lot of interesting things. So we're going to touch on Valour, and uh, we have his official Comedy Central bio, and that's pretty fun. So we're going to talk <laughs> about that later, along with a few other Zap stuff. And uh, as always, we will go over our best joke and favorite line. Yep. And that's always a surprise. Yeah, I don't to know both of us. To, yeah. And to I, you, the listener. When we t- when we watch, see, we don't always watch the episodes together. But uh, when we do, we hold hands. Well, <laughs> and we pretty much, well, I pretty much laugh at everything. So any line could be the best line. All right. So I wanted to mention something. Remember we mentioned David Herman. Oh yeah, uh, from he was on. Uh, he was he was um, uh, the Robot Fighting League. Uh, uh, Abner Double Deal. Abner Double yeah. Deal. That's right. And he's also SpongeBob. SpongeBob SquarePants. You, yeah. And as you researched, and it's funny because I never put two and two together with Office Space. Yeah, I didn't know that he was in Office Space. He is. Yeah, it's a great movie. I've seen it many times, and uh, he's kind of like a nerdy, skinny white guy <laughs> with glasses, but his character is hilarious, Michael Bolton. Yeah. And not Mike. <laughs> and after seeing it, this movie ten times or whatever, I recognized when he talked at a higher pitch. I re- recognized from from King of the Hill, and then made the connection to Futurama. Nice. Uh, I'll have th- I haven't watched it recently, so I'll have to uh, have to give it another another watch. I'll probably only hear Futurama voices <laughs> once I watch it. It's true. Uh, so we, yeah, we, we we talked about Halloween at the at the top of the show there. Uh, Say Halloween, <laughs> yeah. Say was that Halloween. rock cuisine? Uh, <laughs> so uh, we looked up some Halloween costumes. There's some pretty cool stuff out there. Like people are really creative. Uh, what was your favorite costume that you saw? Uh, yeah, out of the ones we looked at, um, one guy did a really good job of dressing up as Bender. Yeah, did a, a really lot of good, good Bender costumes. Yeah. yeah. Some of them looked like the Tin Man from The Wizard of <laughs> Oz, which was kind of a neat cross. 
Yeah, if somebody didn't know Futurama. Yeah. Oh, you're the, the uh, Tin Man. <laughs> one of them went as the uh, robot devil. Oh, yeah, that was really cool. And uh, there's a really cute one, the kid. Oh, yeah, the, as dressed as uh, Dr. Zoidberg. Yeah. That was like really well done. Yeah, it seemed like, you know, mommy or grandma, you know, uh, handmade that. Yeah, costume. and he went the, the, whole, the whole way with it, too, with the sandals and everything. Mm-hmm. So you're going to post some of them. Yeah, some of them on and, our website. Uh, and my favorite, actually, what I'm definitely going to post is uh, a corgi dressed up as Slurms McKenzie. <laughs> That's <laughs> that was right. The best one. It's a good one. Uh, so yeah, I'll post these on on the blog or some, a couple of them anyway. And so uh, if you were to dress up as a Futurama character, who you who would you be? Um, I'm not very creative, so probably uh, I'd try with Fry. Mm-hmm. It's an easy one. Yeah, I'd like to you just. I'd like <laughs> to see you dye your hair orange. I don't think I would go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to shave too. I think I don't. I don't think I'd do that. You don't do that very often. No. <laughs> I think I would go. Maybe a Zap Brannigan. I think yeah. I could. I could pull off the voice if I tried. Or would you? Would you find uh, velour? <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would actually go to a tailor. And get a seamstress to put it together a real good one. <laughs> and I'd make sure to get a beer gut. The other thing that was interesting about those costumes is we saw one, a uh, fry one with the brain slug. Oh, yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. And somebody had kind of knit this, you know, brain slug to attach to the head. And from that, I thought that they should have brain slug toques. Yeah. That would be a really good idea. I would wear one of those. Me too. So... If someone is good at knitting out there, knit one for us, maybe. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> that'd be a little creepy, Send too. Send us a gift. <laughs> you can make some money doing that. Um, All right. Put it on Etsy. So you found something interesting. So uh, I mentioned Tabletop a few episodes ago, and that's uh, Will Wheaton's board game show. Will, Will Wheaton. Wheaton. Uh, Will Whip. So Phil Lamar was one of the guests, but one of the other guests uh, is the host of a show called Feast of Fiction. Uh, where they basically make uh, recipes uh, for fictitious foods. In one of the episodes, they did Slurm and Bachelor Chow from Futurama. That's really cool. Yeah. We looked up, and they have the recipe on the Feast of Fiction website and everything. So you can make it yourself if you wanted to. That's right. The ingredients were a cereal of your choice, powdered sugar. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. It just starts to sound so good. Chocolate chips are in there, too. Mm-hmm. Regular butter, regular butter, and uh, not whipped butter. <laughs> I can't think of the last ingredient, but either way, it sounds sounds appetizing. It and does sound appetizing. Heart attack inducing. And I don't think, <laughs> I don't think it's true to Bachelor Chow that way, even now no. with flavor. But I. Uh, but it's I've an interpretation, and that's the whole yeah. point behind the show. They so. have to take artistic liberties. So what you and I are gonna do. Is we are going to cook up a batch of bachelor chow. Yeah. A batch of bachelor chow. And we will taste it live on our podcast. <laughs> live. Live and to live to tape. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. I'm I'd be interested in uh, trying it. Alright, time for news? Yeah, I think right. so. Good news, anyone. Alright, so I'm gonna mention this every podcast up until volume seven is released basically uh so volume seven of futurama is coming out just in time for christmas yep <laughs> and <laughs> last week we said it i think we're it was december 18th 
Yeah, that's what we remembered. You can pre-order it on Amazon, and uh, apparently the set will be available on December 11th. So I interpret that as pre-order it now, and then you yeah, get get your gift on December 11th. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. So there's a few cool things on the features that's been released. Uh, full commentary on all 13 episodes, of course. Bonus commentary on A Farewell to Arms by animators of Rush, Rough Draft Studios. I don't think they've done that before. No, I don't think so. It's dubbed twice the commentary on one of those. Uh, an alternate ending for Zap Dingbat. That's apparently a musical number. <laughs> uh, this one I'm pretty excited about. Christopher Ting's Big Score, a jam session with Futurama's innovative composer. Futurama Karaoke, sing along with your favorite characters. <laughs> I think that would be a fun party game for oh, Futurama yeah. geeks. I like how they titled this Too Good for TV, a smorgasbord of deleted scenes. <laughs> D- scenes? Did I just say that? Yeah. What did I say? Deleted scenes and subtitles. I deleted subtitles? <laughs> no, that, that's another another point. I love the subtitles. Yeah. I, I so. don't watch them with subtitles very often. You like them, though. I do. I don't read much, so that's why I do subtitles. <laughs> All right. So this piece of news is for our Australian Australian listeners, if we have any. It'd be really cool you know, if you actually write us and tell us if you're Australian, because if it applies to you, then great. So there is uh, something called Supernova, and it's the 10th anniversary, and it's happening in... Uh, a few different cities in Australia and uh, one Brisbane and Adelaide those are the uh, more recent ones so November 9th to 11 is Brisbane and Adelaide is November 16th to 18th and the reason I tell you this is that John DiMaggio and Billy West will be guests so Supernova is a pop culture expo and uh, where the adoring public, they say, uh, come face-to-face with uh, superstar celebrities. And yeah, they spell it superstar. It's spelled supernova. S-U-P-A. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically it's a gathering of science fiction, pulp TV movies, toys, adults, and So it's uh, like gaming. a Comic-Con, but in Australia. It's like a Comic-Con. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it seems like a little more pop-based. Superstar guests of Brisbane and Adelaide 2012. As I mentioned, John DiMaggio and uh, Fry, Billy West. And apparently John DiMaggio is in a new show. Oh, right. Um, Adventure Adventure Time. It's called Adventure Time. Um, It's a a pretty cool show. Uh, I haven't seen too many episodes, but it's it's very uh, wacky humor type of thing. Okay. That's yeah. fitting. And Tom Felton. You know who oh, that is? Oh, uh, Malfoy. Malfoy. Yeah, we've been watching a Harry Potter movies lately. <laughs> Good man. Uh, also, Richard Keel. Do you know who that is? No, I don't know that name. If you saw his picture, you would know. You'd recognize him. Oh, um, Jaws? He, from exactly, from James Bond. Yeah. And he's in Happy Gilmore. He's oh yeah, the he's the big yeah. I knew I recognized him from a comedy. Yeah, and he get sh- a nail in the nails, head or something. A couple nails in the head. Uh, so those are some of the good ones. So for more information on Supernova, just go to their website supernova.com.au. Well, dot au. That's for Australia. 
Yeah, we'll throw a, a link up there on the blog as well so you can check it out. And our blog is... Oh, yeah, futuremmapedia.blogspot.com. We'll, uh, we'll repeat that plus a few other things at the end of the show. This isn't the productive area of discussion. So our feature episode today is War is the H-Word, Season 2, Episode 17. Do the 31st Century Fox synopsis is Fry and Bender face off against an army of aliens on a distant planet after they join the Earth Army. All right, so just before we get into it, though, uh, some episode trivia for you. Just a few quick notes. Uh, This was written by Eric Horstead. And most of his episodes uh, are Bender, like they feature Bender. Um, I think Benless Love, for instance, uh, mm-hmm. I think that's the one with, uh, well, Flexo's in that episode. So if, well, he's also written the first episode of Flexo. So, so he's written a lot of Bender episodes. He's basically the, the resource on Bender. Yeah. The you know, Futurama, at the Futurama headquarters, yeah. his title would be uh, Bender Department. Yeah, Bender aficionado. Uh, he wrote the first part of Bender's Game as well. So it's a good film. Yeah, he's uh, he's very high on Bender. Um, this episode was also ranked number seven on IGN's top twenty-five Futurama episodes, and also number four on TV.com's top ten Futurama episodes. So it's a very highly rated uh, episode for Futurama. So basically, uh, we we start off at the Seven Eleven, and uh, apparently it's open twenty eight hours. Yeah, that that was a cool joke. <laughs> you know, but if you think about it scientifically, as you know, there's a lot of scientific jokes in Futurama. Oh, yeah. Maybe after a thousand years, you know, the orbit of Earth, you know, sways a little bit from the sun, so they have to alter how but many see, hours in a day there are. But that's what the leap year is for. It, it corrects because the. Because over every four years, basically, we correct our, our calendar because we get an extra day. Um, Good point. But so here's my theory is that they just, you know, like in Men in Black, they run on a different uh, different time, uh, like some other species time. Yeah. Maybe it's the same clock. thing. Yeah. They just they just run on some other alien species time so they can, you know, get more out of their employees and still pay them less probably. <laughs> ah, Good point. Well, there's only ten dollars in the cashier's yeah. account. Yeah, checking account. <laughs> uh, so at the Seven Eleven, did you know that you can get a free bag of Ice Nine? Yes. With a six pack. Yeah. What is Ice Nine? Ice Nine. Um, I actually had to look this up uh, because I I didn't notice it immediately. But it's apparently a substance uh, in. Hang on. See, I haven't written down here. In uh, Kurt Vonnegut's novel, Cat's Cradle, some sort of substance. Oh, did he write the song, The Cat's in the Cradle in the Silver <laughs> No, he wrote the novel, Marble Cat's Cradle. The man on the moon. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. So it's a substance. Yeah, I don't really know. I didn't look like it up nar- much further than that. Narcotic? We're Maybe. I don't know what Cat's Cradle is about. I never read it. The more you know. Yeah. It's, it's about a cradle of <laughs> cats. It's about that string game that you play. Uh, they go into the 7-Eleven to shop for their gum and uh, uh, another funny joke I enjoyed was when they went to the counter and this is what sets up the whole episode, yep. the premise uh, the, uh, one of the soldiers is uh, ahead of them in line and uh, bought $100 worth of pixie <laughs> sticks and porno <laughs> mags that's a lot it is a lot 
I we don't know what the ratio of pixie to porno yeah, man was. Yeah, that's true. And they it was in a a paper bag. I I assume that the ratio is lower end to the uh, pixie sticks because the gum that that uh, Fry and Bender want to buy is only forty cents, right? So the candy's got to be cheaper. Mm. So they find out that there is a five percent military discount, right? And they're cheap, cheap bird. They're cheap. Yes, they are. They're very cheap because they don't want to pay full price for forty cent gum. <laughs> There's actually some uh, some. They do a close up uh, panning shot. Of oh different yeah, kinds the of gum. different kinds of gum, right? So uh, there is spider yum, spider yum, Hubble bubble. Uh, liquid, trouble. liquid nitro gum, and they what they settle on is uh, big pink, but beside that uh, there's one that looks like juicy fruit, but it says oozy. You can't see you the can't rest see the of rest. it, but oozy, oozy fruit, oozy, oozy boot, oozy tentacles. It's got to rhyme with fruit, probably. But I, I was just trying to think of what kind of disgusting thing that they might do for Futurama, but. They go to the recruiting center for uh, to sign up for the Earth Army so that they can get their 5% military discount. And they do sign up. Yeah, <laughs> they sign up. Well, with the intention of skipping out on it entirely. And uh, they confirm with the, with the sign-up, I don't know what you call them, registrar? Recruiter. <laughs> Recruiter, sure. If that's okay to do. To play the the military like that, and he says, "Of play course." Play them off as chumps. Yep, or chumpettes, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Get to that later. Yeah. So, uh, so the the recruiter says, "You know, sure, that's fine, unless war were declared." War were declared. What's that? War were declared. So, a note about the uh, army recruiter's uh, office. You know how I love the. Uh, background jokes and signs posters there's a couple funny signs and posters in this one more than often anyways did you see the poster of the employee of the month uh yeah it was uh it was a coffin draped in a flag or something wasn't it kind (laughs) of a little bit sad (laughs) yeah a little bit but Uh, it was a little bit maudlin yeah (laughs) i think we'll uh, touch on what's considered maudlin later did you notice that the coffin was on wheels? No, I didn't see that That's part. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's to uh, avoid the use of pallbearers. <laughs> uh, okay, so war is declared, and Fry and Bender go to the spaceport to load up on the Nimbus. <laughs> Another uh, sign at the uh, uh, in the episode is at the spaceport, and <laughs> it says, Big war tomorrow, 9 p.m. till? Question mark. <laughs> Who knows? So true. Yeah, that was a, a neat little poster. It's sort of like uh, they do a lot of those types of things. Like even the last episode was sort of, you know, the whatever contest. today, uh, whatever, whatever else tomorrow. Yeah. They do that in, in The Simpsons a lot too. Yeah. Today debates. Tomorrow. Yo mama contest. <laughs> uh, so the professor and Hermes uh, are there to send off Fry and Bender. <laughs> and uh, the professor uh, mentions that if if you know if he kills anyone, make sure to eat yeah. their cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a <laughs> that was a disturbing line. Yeah, I think to it was eat, to get the, to gain their courage. To yeah. gain their, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a 
you know, poke at the red badge of courage. <laughs> it's a book. You never heard of it. Yeah. Yes, you have. <laughs> no, I haven't. You're being facetious. No. Really? It's famous. Well, it's not that famous. Okay. You haven't heard of Cat's Cradle. <laughs> it's yes, famous, too. I've heard of it. Not the book. <laughs> 20 minutes ago. Um, well, actually, also, Hermes uh, tells him that he doesn't want them to worry about their jobs while they're away. So I guess he uh, he just fires them right on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's typical Hermes. Uh, always easier to save a dollar. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Leela wants to join, but she can't because there is a no women policy. And, you know, as we mentioned, largely implied that it's Zap's fault that there's no women in the military. Sorry, but the Army's instituted a men-only policy. What? It's shameful, I agree. In the olden days, I proudly fought alongside female troops. Shoulder to, uh, shoulder. Alas, after a series of deadly blunders caused by distracting low-cut fatigues and lots of harmless pinching, the Army decided women weren't fit for service. Not when I'm in charge. But yeah, so she doesn't get to enlist right away that we see. That's right. So uh, <laughs> there's a, a good joke, uh, that part where it's, it's when uh, <laughs> they're loading onto the... Oh, is it the sex joke? It's sex yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, I know. They're talking... The I think they are talking about uh, Leela. They're talking... They're talking to Fry and Bender and Leela, I and think. And Leela. Anyways, yeah. They're yeah, they're ex- they explain why... That's when they were explaining why they couldn't uh, yes. accept women. Yeah. And then he mentioned that how he suffers from uh, a very sexy learning disorder. Yeah. You know, Zap, someone ought to teach you a lesson. If it's a lesson in love, watch out. I suffer from a very sexy learning disability. What do I call it, Kiff? <sighs> Sex, Lexia. This episode of Future Emipedia is brought to you by Big Pink, the only gum that pinkens your teeth while you chew. Uh, there's uh, a briefing about who Earth is at war with, and they do some training all in uh, the next act, basically. Yeah, and, and we see our good pal Richard Nixon. Earth-a-kin. Two episodes in a row. The Earthican <laughs> president that we've discussed. Yeah, two episodes in a row that we've discussed. It's it's actually quite a few episodes in between. We're going to sphere on one, which is, what is the quote? A planet devoid of any military value? Yeah, you know, they have no natural resources of any, and it has uh, no strategic value. No, yeah, that's right. And uh, and so they had to train to uh, to fight in the war. And, and I think one of one of my favorite jokes, the training montage, is... Uh, is the Star Wars parody. Yeah, that was pretty good. Where it's basically like, you know, in the lightsaber scene in, in Star Wars, right? So they have that yeah. little floating ball. In the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, in the Falcon. And then when Fry hits it, it's basically, it's a pinata. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that lightsabers come in, I guess, different uh, tools as well, because there is a lightsaber appealer in another episode. 
Oh, really? Remember? With uh, when Bender looks, learns to cook. With, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Helga Sparkle, what's his name? Oh, yeah, um, I can't remember his name, but yeah. Helmet Sparkle. That's it. And he, Bam! Oh, that's, that's, anyway. <laughs> One of my favorite lines <laughs> of Futurama. Yep, there is a lightsaber potato peeler. I'd like one of those, I think. In that training sequence, one of the jokes I enjoyed most was uh, the the tent where you just it's oh a yeah, pill it's and a you pill. just add water. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> Fry swallows it. <laughs> no, he doesn't swallow it. He puts it in his mouth and then oh yeah, yeah, well he yeah, he, he right. thinks it's a pill to swallow. Yeah. Tent got your tongue. Tent got your, send that into humor <laughs> in uniform. So uh, then we progress on to uh, another important part of the episode where we meet a, uh, a character in disguise. Yes, uh, Lee Lemon. Mm, sounds like Lee LaMan. <laughs> yeah, and that's right. It is Lee Leela in drag. Yeah, basically. And it's, you know, pretty obvious to us, the viewers, that it's, that it's Leela. But uh, the characters, they just think it's another guy. It's almost uh, Shakespearean because... Uh, that is called, there's a word for it, dramatic irony, but it's not quite. So Lean Lemon fills Zap Brannigan with emotions <laughs> that are weird and deeply, deeply confusing. <laughs> almost confusing. disturbing, but probably a little bit of that too. Yeah. Private Lee Lemon may well be the finest recruit I've seen in all my years of service. That young man fills me with hope and some other emotions that are weird and deeply confusing. Yeah, so, you know, it's just hinting at a little something... Uh, I'm getting a bi-curious yeah. vibe from Zap Brannigan. Zap. Yeah. With it, yeah, it, and that's not something new to this episode either. I think that's uh, that's being hinted at in a few other episodes. Zap uh, Zap's sexuality is kind of ambiguous. It's not something hinted at since his first appearance in season one. That's right. Yeah. It's it's uh so as we mentioned at the top of the show, uh we have Comedy Central's official uh character bio ah. of Zap Brannigan. And you can actually see uh most of the cast on their website, which is pretty cool. But uh, uh so Zap species, human, gender, all men. <laughs> Occupation, highly decorated captain of the Nimbus a dem- and a dupe starship, uh, as we all know. Uh, nickname for bedroom, the Love Nasium. <laughs> I think we find that out the first time we First episode, yeah, that he appears. Loves labors lost in space. Yep. And he's also known as, this is my favorite, the skirt-wearing skirt chaser. <laughs> Uh, and his long-suffering underling is... Kiff. Kiff Groker. Yep. Sex, Lexia. And his fabric of choice? Velour. Velour. <laughs> Let's uh, come back to velour. Yeah. And his top achievements? Defeating the Killbots, squeezing into his girdle, and Leela. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the Killbots, of course, he... He defeated them by sending wave after wave of his own men. <laughs> Until they reached their preset kill limit. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was good. That was, again, loves labors lost in space. So we to hear about his killbot conquest. Correct. And uh, as, you know, as top achievement, Leela, it, <laughs> uh, it brought up the question, what are, uh, you know, I was wondering how many uh, shags 
he's <laughs> well you know what are, what are what are the notches on his belt well see here's the thing is that um we were going to discuss either wars the h word or brannigan begin again yep and i watched both because i couldn't decide so i watched brannigan begin again first and he actually mentions that uh leela is the only woman that he's loved and he mentions both uh or when leela says uh i I didn't love you. And he says, I meant physically. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems that uh, Leela is his only conquest, per se. Ooh, I beg to differ, though. <laughs> because, okay, uh, number one, fact, Amazonian women in the mood, or Amazon women. That's in the true, mood. but... The Definitely get some snoo-snoo. I think that was after Branding and Begin Again. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, fair enough. All right. We're so following yeah. the timeline. Okay. Uh, but that's also fair. I did, I did say Lilo was the only one. So, okay. So, Amazonian women. Okay. Right. And actually, my point was was in Futurama overall. Oh, gotcha. It, it, it's it's uh, the number's bigger that way. You know how testosterone is. As a bubbling crockpot of male hormones, I sure do. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Brennigan begin again. Begin again. You know what that was a parody of? Um, I, kn- I would recognize it, but I can't think of it. John right Voight, Dustin Hoffman. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, Midnight Cowboy. Midnight yeah. Cowboy. That could be a cool end. He dresses. He dresses up as Midnight Cowboy. Exactly. And uh, so you'd assume he got some action. Although when he was selling himself, uh, the cat. No, not the cat lady. Yeah, yeah, the it was the cat lady. She wants Kiff. She wants Kiff. Uh, you haven't seen this episode, but one of the newer ones, I'm, uh, I think he uh, sleeps with Lilo's mom. Oh, yeah, Zapdinga, isn't it? Something like that. Whatever. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but... And did he ever uh, Did he ever get with Amy? He, you know, not that I remember, yes, but he probably he did. did. He did, because there's one episode, and maybe this is this is one you haven't seen either. Uh, I'm pretty I sure it's on volume more six. episodes. <laughs> do, have you, do I need to... I s- lend you volume six. Yeah, I still need. I I've seen Silence of the Clamps. But that's the fir- the only one so far. Okay, uh, there's an episode uh, where I think it's Kiff dies, and uh, I'm pretty sure he hooks up oh, with Amy. No, I I have seen that one. It's uh yeah Kiff. No, no wait. I'm maybe I'm thinking of the one where Kiff gives birth. No, I'm thinking of a different one. I haven't seen the one where Kiff dies. No. Yeah, Leela knocks up Kiff. That's for sure. No, no, Amy knocks up Kiff. No, but while it's Leela's uh, DNA. What? I don't remember that. Anyway. That's an aside. We're, uh, we're not here else? to talk about Kiff. Sex, Lexia. Anyways, I'm pretty sure that Zap Brannigan gets lucky in all sense of the word. Yeah. Getting lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can leave it at that. Yeah. All right. So where were we in the episode? Yes. Um, while well, we were... Talking about we ended at uh, emotions that were weird and deeply confusing. Yes. Um. So th- there's a, you know, they they show the scene where, um, they're eating. Oh yeah, in the, the, in the cafeteria. Eating. And uh, there's a funny poster, another poster. Yeah, and this one was it's seen actually in several scenes because they have a close up on it at one point. Mm-hmm. Round hips sink ships, and uh, with. And it's we'll have a we'll put a uh, a picture of this on the blog too because it's, it's quite funny. Yeah. 
Uh, but it's a soldier, like, distracted by a voluptuous woman mm-hmm. with very round hips. <laughs> so, um, which the takeaway point is that it... Uh, well, basically, you know, women are distracting to the male soldiers and it will destroy the ship. Yeah. But... Uh, That's the why there's no women in the Earthican army. Yep. Uh, and it's it's a parody of the general phrase, loose lips sink ships. Um, and is, so that I, a, is that an erotic film? No, <laughs> I did research. <laughs> I did research this. Um, you know, watching a lot of porn isn't research. <laughs> um, the general meaning is, you know, beware of unguarded talk. And it dates back to World War II. Uh, and this slogan, Loose Lips Sink Ships, was created by the War Advertising Council. And it was basically to advise servicemen and other civilians to avoid careless talk, you know, uh, about secure information fearing that there might be you know agents listening that would you know allow them to intercept ships and destroy them sink them that's so pretty cool loose lips sink ships yeah um i, I do have I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm pretty sure i'm gonna use that as my expression of the week <laughs> um well you know it also it also kind of applies i'm pretty sure businesses use it you know because it's become an idiom which you know a saying what's you an know, idiom <laughs> it's a saying <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so you know, you're an idiom. It also, so, you know, it also applies like where where we work. I won't mention our place of business, but where we work, you know, information is is uh, some information is, is sensitive. secret, sensitive, yeah. and they don't want the competition to uh, to get a hold of it. So it would be another situation where loose lips <laughs> sink ships. It would be bad if if some information got out, uh, but. <laughs> Case in <There's> point, <laughs> loose lips. I'm distracting Steve here. DJ Huggy. Um, I haven't officially adopted that, although I, put, I did put that as a label on our last blog post. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so, uh, loose lips sink ships. It's also the name of a pop band. Uh, it's been the name of a pop album, as well as the name of songs by several pop artists, including Camper Van Beethoven among many others. And uh, Kimya Dawson wrote the song Loose Lips, which is featured on the Juno soundtrack. So that's where Fry and Bender meet the Leela in drag. Yeah. And they immediately take a liking to Lee Lemon because uh, he's uh, Bender's kind of guy. <laughs> he, he, she. I keep thinking he. He, he's a hard farting, hard Fighting, fighting, son of a gun, or yeah, something. that's that's Lee Lemon's words, Lee Lemon's words. Uh, no, no, hard, hard fighting, hard farting is Bender. So oh, so basically, and Lee Lemon, all she does to disguise herself is add a a beard, which is of course purple. A purple beard, yeah. Purple beard. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. the tip off that uh, yeah. that it's that's Lila, yeah. and, and she wears sunglasses, goggles, goggles. Okay. I think it's That's actually not a bad disguise because Leela has one eye, so she would probably wear single goggle instead of goggles, like regular goggles. So there you go. That's a good um, disguise. A monogle? <laughs> yeah, or monocle. Okay, so moving along, right before the war, Zat Brannigan's giving his pep talk. Yeah. And he says, Zat. <laughs> Zap's giving his pep talk and says how, you know, the most uh, 
whatever one of the best tactics is uh, the element of surprise surprise <laughs> and then they just <laughs> drop all the soldiers through a trap door basically on yeah. the nimbus and they fall on the planet and finally their enemy is revealed yeah the sphere on one uh race is balls <laughs> balls giant bouncy balls yeah the size of a giant bouncy ball uh and and then we uh, we also find out that the guns that the army uses are wind up guns, and it like pop goes the weasel kind of <laughs> tune. Yeah, and uh, you know what those their guns are called? Um, positron positron shooters. shooters. Yeah. So another very important part of the episode in the storyline during that battle scene, something happens. So Bender um, sacrifices himself uh, because I think at this point. Fry shoots a hole and hides in it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's the only one left that uh, his gun was wound up. So he's a coward. And and Bender closes uh, or jumps over the uh, this bomb that actually that was kind of neat how they how the balls fired the bomb at yep. them. You know those uh, Newton's cradle. Newton's cradle. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so they basically did a Newton's cradle to fire the bomb at them. <laughs> yeah. So Bender cool. sacrifices himself. Yeah, he puts himself over the bomb to save the others, which is actually quite and a selfless move on Bender's part. So, uh, so Bender gets uh, taken away in a in a medical helicopter, which uh, brings us to basically this this episode is one is a mash of a mash Ooh. of several parodies, including mash. mash. <laughs> that was well done. So <laughs> that's not even on purpose. Uh, so they they have the Mash theme song, and uh, even the PA announcer that they have is apparently uh, Todd Sussman, who did the PA work uh, on Mash. So yeah, that's that's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. Uh, yeah, so they have a, a cool reference to a Mash character. The character they parody is a robot called IHawk. Yeah, and he's a parody it's about of like an iPod. Yeah. So it's a parody both of yeah Apple products and also the character Hawkeye from Mash. It's pretty good. Yeah. Now was Hawkeye the doctor? Yeah, I think so. I think they're all doctors on Mash. Because it's right because yeah. Mash stands for medical something something. Hospital, military, army. Oh, surplus hospital. <laughs> uh, yeah. So IHawk, <laughs> he has he has two settings. Irreverence and maudlin. Yeah. <laughs> so he'll make irreverent jokes while sipping his martini. <laughs> and then he'll switch over to maudlin. Be all sad, so serious. Yeah. So he's st- he has a couple good jokes. This isn't a war. It's a murder. This isn't a war. It's a moita. My favorite part of that scene uh, is when IHawk steals Soidberg's joke. <laughs> Are you ready to operate, Doctor? I'd love to, but first I have to perform surgery. <laughs> That's my joke! I'll kill you! So then we move along to uh, Nixon's secret plan because they are going to scrap Bender. Yeah, that's Zap's plan first is to melt him down into a statue or something. Um, Yeah, a statue of himself to commemorate him. (laughs) uh, But no, they decide to fix him up. Yeah, and actually the... Nixon's plan, he's he's just uh, he says, hold on a minute, Starsky. Uh, so he doesn't reveal the plan right away, but it's revealed quite soon after um, when uh, basically Zap and, and Nixon are ordering the evacuation of the planet when he send when they send uh, Bender 
and uh, Henry Kissinger's head to negotiate with the brain balls. Um, and so it's, it's revealed uh, that they put a bomb in Bender, which is voice activated. Mm-hmm. And, and what what activates this bomb? The uh, <laughs> it's the it's the word that he says the most. Yeah, and they figured this out because they, they found uh, they found a database, a handy of, database, yeah, of Bender's uh, top ten most uttered words. So I think we have this this list. Do we? Oh, we do have the list. Uh, Bender's top ten most uttered words. So number ten, chump. Nine, chump at. Eight, yours. Seven, up. Six, pimpmobile. Five, bite. Four, my. Three, shiny. Two, daffodil. <laughs> and number one, ass. <laughs> you know, there's a couple of things that I noticed about this list. Um, well, first of all, metal isn't on there at all. <laughs> yes, because it's <laughs> apparently it's daffodil. Yeah. But also... That's a joke, by the way. Yes, it is. <laughs> he, well, he also says each of these words at least once throughout the episode. But what's funny is that he says... I mean, we know through other episodes he says chumps a lot, right? It's true, yeah. But ap- according to this database, he says chumpettes more than he says chumps. That's right. It's number nine. <laughs> and there's also some other words that, uh, you know, could have been on that list as well. Or maybe yeah. if you look up the top 20. So, yeah, Henry Kissinger and Bender meet with the uh brain the brain balls brain balls and to uh you know negotiate and discuss a peace treaty and this is all part of nixon's secret plan yeah because he doesn't intend to do that at all no he tends to blow them up yeah (laughs) so uh what happens is fry and leela figure out the plan to do this they need to steal a helicopter and uh and drop in and, and save the day and that's when Lee Lemon, I'm Makes sorry, Fry and Lee Lemon have to steal the helicopter. Yes, that's right. Anyways, that's when Leela, Lee Lemon, whatever, ends up beating up Zap. Ah, uh, yeah. And it's finally it's revealed that it's Leela. That Leela is Lee Lemon. But Fry's first guess is that it's, it's Hermes. Come on, we gotta save Bender. You wanna save him too, Lemon? You barely know him. Fry, don't you recognize me? Hermes? So finally, uh, you know, Zap uh, says how how happy he is to be beaten up by a woman, <laughs> which raises the point that Leela has beaten up or, you know, in really one slapped. from another, slapped him, kicked him a lot over the years. Yeah. I don't know how many times. Uh, we figure that out? Uh, 247. Yeah, sure. That sounds right. Seven <laughs> to the power of 11. Yep. Let's go with that. Oh, God, I've never been so happy to be beaten up by a woman. All right, so the final act. The suspense has risen to a maximum. <laughs> so, uh, so eventually Bender just gets fed up of the negotiation with the brain balls. Uh, which is, it makes the negotiations make no sense anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, like talking about bouncing and. Limiting their their bouncing and whatever. <laughs> well, they're balls. They have yeah. to bounce. They, uh, so eventually he, he spouts off the great line, These balls are making me testy! Which sounds like a parody of a Seinfeld line. Yeah, these, these pretzels, pretzels are making me thirsty. Yeah, These pretzels are making me thirsty! 
Yeah, that that is true. That's the first thing I thought of actually. Mm-hmm. Not not the the almost reference to balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's testy spelled testy with a y. Yes. Yeah, so Leela and Fry come in to save the day and uh, after getting off the helicopter Fry jumps on a ball and rides it in yeah. to their meeting place. And he, he says, uh, phys- philosophically, how finally war has made him into a man. <laughs> he goes, woo, wee, yeah. <laughs> riding, bouncing on that ball. And finally, they defeat the balls. It turns out that actually it's the humans that invaded their planet. They forced the balls to uh, to evacuate their home planet. Mm-hmm. And apparently they can fly. Yeah. <laughs> they fly out of the... Maybe they're just bouncing really high. Good point. <laughs> and uh, so the newspaper headline is the balls are thoroughly licked. <laughs> and the final scene brings us to... Uh, right. The uh, So they the eight least used words by Bender. We only have eight... Well, and and this is because they try to they try to remove the bond the bomb from but his it's, body. It's stuck with some glue or something. <laughs> <laughs> so they decide to reset the word to uh, uh, one of the the least used words by Bender, and the top eight. So we have a number eight. Please, um, <laughs> thanks, sorry, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> number four, non-alcoholic. Compassion, shrimp toast. Whatever that is. Some kind of lobster roll, I guess. And his number one least used word, antiquing. Kaboom! (laughs) And that sets Uh, it off. That's the word. Yeah. So we'll we'll move on with our best line, best joke of the episode. So, Mike, do you want to start? Yes, I will start. Give us your best joke. So, okay. So, basically, my best joke was just the database of Bender's top <laughs> yeah. 10 most uttered words. That yeah, was, that was a good one. That was my best joke. And my favorite lines, it was actually a combination of uh, just sexlexia. Sexlexia. <laughs> uh, and that whole line. Yeah. And also the Groucho Marx-inspired line, <laughs> this isn't a war, it's a murder. <laughs> All right, so uh, what were your favorite lines well, and best joke? I'll, I'll, I'll go in uh, chronological order of the episode. Um, so the best joke comes right at the beginning at the 7-Eleven. Uh, it's, it's the sign that says cashier only has $10 in checking account. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, I think that was my favorite one, although it's close running there with the round hips sing ships um my best line uh this was from richard nixon said this line says this is the moment we were training for all yesterday afternoon (laughs) that was a good one too yeah so yeah those my my favorites so that wraps up this episode of futuramapedia yep uh we don't know what we're doing for the next episode yet I i think we can move on from season two yeah, so check out our website, futuramapedia.blogspot.com. Yeah, as mentioned, we'll put links to some, some Halloween costumes for Futurama and... Uh, Screen cap of... Uh, round hips, sing ships. Mm-hmm. And uh link to that uh, Supernova 
thing, the convention in Australia. The Australian Comic Con. <laughs> Uh, also, you can send us an email at futuramapedia at outlook.com. You can tell us if uh, war were declared is grammatically correct. <laughs> war were declared. And uh, Futuramapedia is also on Twitter. We've got some new followers lately. Twitter! Uh, we have followers? Yeah, we've got some followers. They actually suggested we follow one of the Futurama writers. I don't have any of that information on hand right now. I should have wrote it down, but I forgot. Uh, so you can uh, you can follow us at Futurama Podcast. That's all one word. Uh, so that's it for for the episode. Thanks for listening, and uh, thank you also for getting us to over a thousand downloads so Yay! far. We're at hopefully that means you listen to it at, too. <laughs> yeah, at the recording <laughs> at this time of recording, we have one thousand one hundred and forty seven downloads. So that is pretty good. We're that's we great. yeah. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we appreciate your listenership, and we we haven't even promoted this uh, podcast at all, and we do intend to. Oh, so uh, if you have any suggestions for episodes that you want us to watch, uh, send them to the uh, anywhere. You can put a comment on the blog, send an email, or uh, post on Twitter. All right. Well, thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Gower. I'm Mike Mercero. See you next time. Loose lips might sing ships, but loose kisses take trips to San Francisco, Double Dutch Disco, Tech TV Hottie, do it for Scotty, do it for the living and do it for the dead, do it for the monsters under your bed, do it for the teenagers. This episode is sponsored by the Earthican Army. Sign up now for your 5% discount. Nope, that's only for Pixie Sticks and Pornomax. You're supposed to do the dings now. La 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 la. Ding. La 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 la. Ding. Mom, the chick brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, it's better than yours. It goes a ding. It's oh. on the threes and the fives. Ding. Okay. I can teach you, but I have to judge. This episode brought to you by Liquid Nitro Gum. It gives you literally icy cool breath.